right, here we go. Podcasting time. I've got Colin Thomas here from Essential Maintenance, and we will fix it Dubai, which means it's DIY time. <laughs> no? Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm actually over the moon that we're doing the podcast because I've been doing the business breakfast on Dubai Eye this, this I week. Know, or last I know. Week. Well, the thing with the business breakfast is you don't know which which you're going to get. Are you going to get the really nice scenario, the nice gentle interview, which is what I got, thank goodness, or are you going to get a grilling? So the yeah. preparation that goes into a seven minute interview. Hold on, hold on. Here, let me let me do a, an impersonation here. Uh, so, Colin. Can you please tell me how many buckets of water have you and the team had to, oh, so gently tip into the gutter? <laughs> Who am I imitating there? Oh, oh that's, uh, that's definitely, definitely um, not Brandy. <laughs> No, oh. it, it was it worked out it worked out really well, but I'd, I'd already turned them down once. And we were just we're, if you can imagine, the one time you don't want to be talking to people is when yeah. you're utterly up to your eyeballs. Yeah, uh, and for us, it was the commitment. So yeah, yeah, sure. If you imagine with our essential maintenance customers, yeah. then it was just it was insane. And sixty-two phone calls in three hours of just our committed customers. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I don't know how the team managed it, but they did, and we managed to to get to everybody, which was which was fantastic. But uh, 650 um, phone calls in three days for bookings was just horrendous. And it's all nasty stuff. It's not stuff that is good for us as a business. It just needs doing. And that's always the interesting thing when, when we think about maintenance and, and repair and that kind of yeah. stuff. There's, there's the stuff that is great for making cash. Yep. And that, that is your tried and true and that you guys are experts at. Yes. And then there's the stuff you're experts at that is going to take more time. And the more time it takes to do the work and the more labor is involved and things, it, it suddenly doesn't become cost effective for you to be yeah. doing it yeah i mean it's it, it the worse than that and it's okay sometimes if it's going to be a long job then yeah. it, it kind of um wipes its own bum so to speak but the real difficult ones are this which is quick in quick out with lots of downtime in between jobs where we just sat around or traveling from one location okay. to another yeah burning fuel burning time and and not really earning very much and also with a lot of these kind of things it's a case of you know what? You just need to let it dry out before we can do anything. So yeah. then we're doing a double trip. At that point, I'm losing money. Oh, that's it. You got to come and see it. Yeah, you got to exactly. do it, and, and then yeah. I've lost money. And that's what you guys don't do. That's that's not part of yeah. your mantra. You're, it's make the call. We come. We fix. We leave. But that's one of the difficulties with an annual maintenance contract, mm. which we are committed that we need to turn up, even though we know fully well that we've got to wait for it to dry. We've yeah. got to go, and that's that's painful. And financially, we know that that's a that's a right. horrendous scenario. But it, we still need to do it. Not even a question. We will. So we've we've had some bad weather. Bad weather's clearing up around the world. The bad weather comes and the bad weather clears up. Yeah. What are the lessons, the take homes from this? <laughs> and and so, I, I don't mean that. I mean a the take homes for you guys, but the take homes yeah. for someone like me. Yes. Who and I mean I even had some issues which mm. were were delicate. They weren't bad issues. Yeah. But they led to some cleaning happening that I I said to the guy I said this hasn't happened when it should have happened. Yeah. And they kind of and and they even kind of looked and went. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know the really interesting one, which was um, anybody who has got their windows cleaned in the last year already knows where their leaks are. However, mm. we've had no rain in two years. Yeah. So most people who haven't had their windows cleaned haven't got a clue, and then it all happened. So first things first, 
get your windows cleaned. And actually not with us anymore, but the window cleaner UAE, um, Noel, who we uh, we sold our equipment to, and it's great equipment, um, is the ideal guy for that. Window cleaners, window cleaner UAE. Uh, the window, the window cleaner, cleaner UAE. UAE on Facebook. Okay. Uh, a guy called Noel Meehan um, is doing a fantastic job, really, really well with that, which is lovely. So when, so when you get your windows clean, I, I never thought about this. They yeah. soak them down. If you've got grouting or seals that are no good, seals. boom, yeah, you're going to get water in. And you know immediately. So you know you get to get that fixed. Exactly. So two years of that. The other thing which was just a, an utter no-brainer that nobody ever thinks about is block drains. We've had oh. so many customers and literally the five-minute job of us coming in with a plunger walking through the uh, the puddles that um, or the swimming pool that, that was their balcony and literally just plunge, 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 boom, out it goes in seconds, um, has been, I mean, that's that, that job we've done, I don't know, 20 times, uh, 20 times an hour. And, uh, but so, I mean, I'm holding my head a little bit here. I'm, I'm literally holding my head. As a homeowner, I mean, I'm, when I have a block drain on a balcony, that's the first thing I think of doing. I just go to the washroom, grab the plunger. Okay, let's let's do a few little things to see. Yeah, but you're DIY savvy, you know? Okay. And most people look at it and go, oh my goodness, what, what, what are we going to do about this? And so uh, that's really where we come in. That's our business. You that's know, the first, thing, the first thing I did when I had my a balcony drain that was blocked mm. and I saw it pooling out there, I went, oh. As I went down to the ground floor where it comes out and I took a look to see anything down here that's plugging this thing? Because I thought, oh, not much water coming out. And then I thought, two years of sand, there's a lot of sand in there. That's almost always it. The other one is if you're in a new property that hasn't been tested Uh yet. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So, for instance, if your cleaner, and and to be honest, there's reasons not to do this, but if your cleaner doesn't do the whole uh, bucket straight the way over the balcony and then uh, mop everything down into into the drain... There's a good chance that you've got construction cement in that uh, that floor drain. And in that scenario, you are in deep, deep trouble, to say the least. Because that isn't something that we as a maintenance company could deal with. And very few companies in Dubai can. You need literally boring equipment in that situation to be able to retrieve it. Much better idea. Normally, because it's kind of a new property, go straight back to the developer and keep on their case. Because they're going to have to treat it as a nightmare as well. Because that comes at a big cost for them to sort out. Mm. So drains. Yeah, drains are absolutely awful. Uh, next one, oh, the normal weatherproofing issues, which are, are yeah, the number of people that have water coming through um, their roofs. I was talking to Glenn, actually, yesterday. He had lots uh, of leaks. He was yeah. away and came back to leaks, he told me. Yeah, he's he's got plenty going on. And it's, uh, it's the same development um, that has got loads of issues there. Um, what well, Dan had leak issues as well with Dan? his, yeah, which is an interesting one. Oh, and he, he but he's had been there any, for a while. Yeah, he hadn't had any problems at all before. But the difference is this time we got like a a really huge downpour, extremely quickly. We got a, a year's worth of rain, a year and a half's worth of rain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In we had little bits. I mean, nothing, nothing remotely dramatic. And um, and as Ruby kept running around the house, going, "Oh, there's another leak. There's another leak." I'm like, Ruby. Relax, <laughs> we're going to be just fine. <laughs> but um, it, these are just all the, the minor things that you expect. So it's it's over over time, isn't it, that, that we start to see problems with, you know, at first maybe it was okay, and then, you know, joints move, whatever was sealing that joint yeah. moves. And I always find it incredible with water. It only takes a tiny little space that water finds its way through and then just starts doing its trick. Yeah, and quite often, I mean, literally, it's so small you can't even see it. Yeah. So then you're literally having to treat a whole area, and you're going, you know, what's what's this all about? I might be doing this for absolutely no reason. Yeah. Well, you don't you don't know that. 
Yeah. It's just, it's that difficult. But um, <clears throat> there's two kind of scenarios here in Dubai. You've got those properties that haven't yet been tested. So uh, as a result, two years since handover, haven't really had any, any major rains. And then you've got the other ones, which is degradation over time. So as you said, that expansion and contraction yeah. each year uh, means that all of the expansion joints are, are drying up or, uh, and alternatively, um, as the, 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 the physical property itself expands and contracts and the, the constant uh, temperature changes day and night through the summers, each summer, every single day, yeah. it's massive differences. Yeah. And, and this all has an effect over time. I had an interesting one with an air conditioning unit that went out and... And it was, you know, uh, first thought, I check all the breakers and I notice the breaker is blown and then, yep. you know, reset the breaker, blows again. Yeah. And I go, oh dear. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not going up on that roof. I mean, because yeah, usually I'm the guy who does that. So, yeah, you know, yeah. put on my rubber boots, put on my rubber gloves, yeah. climb up the ladder. I just went, I just looked at it and said, yeah, I'm not going up. No. And so fortunately it cooled down. It was fine. Let's just explain that. That's worthwhile. Yeah. Why you wouldn't go on a roof in that scenario. So you've got three phase yeah. power. So 415 volts, and at that point, that can kill you. Yeah. So we're not playing around here. This is the scenario whereby if there is water on your roof, stay well away, uh, especially in the scenario that um, rather than cleaning the ACs, which again should be left to a professional. We've talked about that numerous times. But in any kind of rain or standing water that's been left there, the whole thing if there was a breaker failure, there's a potential that it could be live. So don't and that's, do it. that's exactly what I thought. So I, yeah. finally it dries out and, you know, I make the call to the maintenance guys to come and do it because I'm, I'm not calling them when it's raining that. You know, first, first gut reaction is get on the phone with these guys. I'm going, sure. I don't want them up on the roof doing mm. anything in this weather. I don't yeah. need this. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. And so finally it dries out and I go up there and I'm looking. And I'm going, everything seems okay. And I reset the breaker. Got, you know, it dry, everything dried out and it worked. Yeah. So I'm looking at the breaker box. My first thing, I'm just doing, I'm just looking. I'm not touching yeah. anything. I'm just looking. And I look at the breaker box and I notice on the top. And so this is a 21-year-old piece of equipment. Yes. And on the top of the box, you have the ports where you can run wires yeah, through. Because there's nothing the sealing those two ports now. Uh, yeah, well, the two pulses are quite often those won't be sealed. It'll only be at the exterior point. That they and are so sealed. then I look into the, those little holes and I can see all the wiring. So I'm going, yeah. well, there's what happened. But it shouldn't, if you imagine, that should be sealed at the uh, the point where it becomes exterior. Right. So, so the opposite end of that. So, yeah, that, that side was sealed, but the top was wide open. So, ah, oh, I get you now. Right, so it was, okay. uh, you know, the, the gray box. Yeah. And there looked like to me there could be two push outs. Yes. And there were no, the pushouts were gone. And I, could, I looked into the holes and I could see the wiring. But if you imagine, water isn't supposed to be getting into your DB. No, exactly. So, so at that point, <laughs> see, this is one of the difficulties, which people often say, and, you know, my technicians, we've had the discussion ourselves. Uh, you know what, sir, I can fix this. All, all I need to do is to put silicon straight in the, uh, the access port, the conduit uh, yeah. at the DB, yeah. and away we go. The problem is, if you imagine you're then coating all the wire north yeah. of that going to the roof is, is going to be full of water. Yeah. Well, this is on the roof. So I'm on the roof looking. Oh, you're on the roof. Yeah, oh, I, I thought you were at the no, DB, no, no, no. which is inside the no, house. No, no, no. Oh, I'm now on, I get you. Oh, I'm no, on the problem then. I'm on the roof. Yeah. Looking because I'm trying to figure out. Okay, what 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 happened here? You know, I've I've called the guys, but yeah. I just want to. So what that should have had is a gland. 
Yes, okay. it, was, now, it was gone. So just to explain to people what a gland is, basically this is a waterproof connection that's used, and what you have is you have two parts of it. Threaded, always use nylon, don't use plastic because they fall to pieces in no time, and they're widely available here. Um, and basically what you do is you uh, you put it through the wire when you're physically putting it into the, right. uh, the unit in the first place. Okay, so hold on, it had that. It had a gland. It had the gland oh, on the bottom. but you had the push-outs that were on already the top, pushed out. They were, they were gone. Hmm, that's weird. I know. Really and so weird. I was looking at it. So I went and looked at the other boxes because, of course, there's yeah. four air conditioning units on that roof. Mm. All of those are intact. And I can only think that it's because of where this particular box is situated with sun that they replaced it. They just put a new one on it. Mm. But it was, water was literally going into this box. Lovely. Yeah. Just what you need, isn't it? <laughs> well, at least you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's really unusual. Yeah. We had one that we were chasing for the whole four years that was in the last place. And uh, it was only whenever it rained. And uh, I, I think that we must have had uh, a very low earth somewhere uh, um, that was causing the issue. And also, if there was any kind of earth leakage in the unit, which is kind yeah. of normal to, to a small degree uh, with an older unit, then... I think that's what was causing our issue, but we could never get to the bottom of that one. It was just painful. I, I, so then the, the, the gentleman did the, the cleaning mm. because since they were there doing this, yeah. says, you know, let's do a, we'll do a cleaning. I was absolutely impressed with the amount of sand. Even after a year's worth of rain in three days that yeah. was pummeling these units, yeah. how dirty they still were. Well, if you imagine, the, the, the rain will only clean out that very yeah. first, what, millimeter yeah. of... Um, uh, of the coil, and the rest of it is going to be exactly the same as it was anyway. So, yeah, it's still... It, it was, was still a phenomenal still. amount of sand that came yeah. out. I mean, I, I, I even looked at it and said, this seems... Because I'm always there when they do the cleaning. Mm. I said, this seems more than usual. And they said, they're dirty. Yeah, yeah. So was, that was interesting. Mm. The other side to that whole thing, and that and this this leads back to a conversation we've had over and over again about getting your your heating and cooling systems serviced. Ducks. Yeah. Had the ducks cleaned. Cool. They were so dirty. Yeah, they are. I mean, they can be. I mean, it was, it was horrible. Let's let's just um, talk about that and, and maybe backtrack a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, three elements to an AC, which is I want my ACs clean. <laughs> right. Well, what you actually mean by that is uh, you want them physically and chemically clean. To do that, you basically need a combination of three services which is an AC service, which is basically the full mechanical clean of the unit and also the cleaning of the filters, which would be standard as part of that. What it doesn't include, because it takes an additional four hours per unit, is the coils. Yeah. What it also doesn't include is the ducts, because they are another hour and a half. So if we were if we were to charge out for a standard AC service for, what would that be? So it would be uh, four, five and a half, six and a quarter hours of labor per unit, then we'd end up at a very high price point that nobody would book. Yeah, ever. So, yeah, so it's not really feasible. That is what a full service is. But practically speaking, most people aren't going to do that, are they, because no. of the price point. So therefore, what we suggest to people is when we are servicing your units, we're going to pull the whole thing apart anyway so that we can service it properly. At that point, we can see the condition of your coils. We can see the condition of your ducts. We can take photos if you want them. And at that point, we can give you honest advice about what the right thing is to do. I, I like the DIY porn. I really like that DIY yeah, porn yeah. when the guys are up there. And, and I always get, you know, I was watching them and, you know, which must not be pleasant for them because I'm standing there just, you know, observing and seeing. the job's done, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I'm always, them watching as parts are being pulled out and, and taken apart. And, yeah. and it just, 
it's like taking the dash off a car. You don't really want to see all this happening because I'm just going, you guys are going to be able to get this all back in place because I'm watching you take it out. And it, it doesn't look like something that really should be taken out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there can be that issue. But again, uh, if there's any, if it's a, an AC unit that's working correctly yeah. uh, anyway, then all that you're trying to do is to, to open it up so you can clean it rather than yeah. actually start replacing all these, these bits and pieces. And it was, if, it was the stuff, as you said, pulling parts out. Yeah. It was the dirt behind things and the gunk and the, what they, the jelly. There was yeah. jelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's normal. Oh. It's, I mean, it's awful, but it's normal. <laughs> so the, where it really gets quite interesting, so, and the other nice thing, actually, about doing an AC service first is it is the cheapest of the services that yeah. are available. So therefore, do the cheapest, get a free diagnosis at the same time, and away you go. Yeah. It's, it's it's logical for, for anyone. And what it also means, which I really like, is the fact that if at that stage we're saying this work needs doing, it definitely needs doing. But you know what? For the other units, it doesn't. So we're saving <laughs> money there, yeah, which is the logical, efficient way of, of, of working. So coil cleaning and duct cleaning. Um, the coil, t- and you're right, when it looks like a scene out of CSI when you're coil yeah. cleaning, because you, first of all, you have whole to, room is covered yeah, in plastic. Total room, <laughs> room plastic covered. Then we're taking out every single part of that AC to get to the coil. So the fan motor goes, the tray goes, the, all of the ancillaries that are in the way go before we can actually get enough space to that coil to be able to clean it properly in position. There are plenty of companies out here that take the physical coil out, and in fact, we used to. And why did you stop? Uh, simple reason, actually, yeah. uh, which is the it, to put to take a coil out. You've got to basically cut and disconnect the the, oh. the pipes that are there. To put it back, we have to weld inside oh, your ceiling. No. Oh no! Exactly, safety issue. Yeah. So safety issue, and there's always going to be a part where when you're welding where you can't see. Yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. Kind of, you, if you know what you're doing, you know you're you cut in a place yeah. where you can see. Yeah, yeah. But it is just a pure safety issue for me, which is. 99 times out of 100, you're going to be absolutely fine. However, when you do 100, there's that one time (laughs) when you're going to have a problem. Now, other people are prepared to take that risk. Um, I'm not. Simple as that. So, Does it change the quality of the clean by removing coil, leaving coil in? It is easier to clean it when it's out, Ah, without a doubt. So we basically invented a whole bunch of tools. (laughs) We invented the whole system. Have you patented all this? No, it's it's an adaption from a unit that was designed originally for exterior cleaning in remote locations. So battery battery pack and all this kind of thing. These days, we've we've kind of modified it, modified it, modified it. So um, (laughs) we have lengths of copper pipe that help us to be able to get to all the locations of a coil to still be effective yeah so it, it's one of those that has um evolved over time to be to, to work as well as uh, as pulling it out okay so that's coil cleaning for you then stick it all back together that's four hours of work and yeah. solid work without a doubt <laughs> duct cleaning so for that there are two main systems that are available here in the uae um there is one uh, which is uh, called negative air and what they do then is the vent which is that you see on the wall they put a big connector on it and then an enormous tube that goes to a, like a, a massive vacuum cleaner that's, mm. that's like 20 times stronger than the vacuum cleaner uh, that you use at home. And the idea is that you seal it perfectly and then it basically pulls as from the other side you've got a brush um, on, a, on a big long wire and a drill that they push down and they knock all the stuff off and immediately yeah. it gets sucked into this unit. 
The problem is, <laughs> over time, and especially here in the UAE, where maintenance of the equipment isn't necessarily all that good, you'll find that you don't have that perfect seal around the vent, and all of that dirt will escape into your home. Yeah, lovely. Very, very risky. And, yeah. and it's not nice stuff, to say the least. No. It's, so, it's this fine silica yeah. dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's horrible. Yeah. So we, we, I think we were the first people again, kind of eight years ago, to, uh, to work with um, a company called Rotobrush here. And it's quite a classic now because the the distributor, uh, when people come in and they talk to them, they say, oh, yeah, that's the one that we will fix it half. Oh, fine, we'll buy that then. (laughs) Oh, God, really? (laughs) But luckily, there is a lot involved in terms of the training to make sure the guys use this effectively. And what this does is it is a a smaller hose, which in the middle has the the wire for the brush, which is on the end of this. And then on the outside of that is the vacuum that goes directly into a HEPA filter. Okay. So with this one, the brush hits uh, hits the dirt on the side. It gets loosened off. Directly behind the brush is the is the vacuum. So as soon as it comes off, sucked into sucked that, in and away we go. we go. So there's no contamination risk. Lovely. So yeah, so that's the route that we go. And um, again, these days we, we've got quite a lot of those units that are operable. I, I don't think my ducks have been cleaned in years. Like honestly, the amount of dirt that came out of yeah. the yeah. It was. Well, the other thing you need to look at really carefully is what kind of ducts you have. Because if, oh. they, if they're oh. lined and insulated and insulated on the inside, which older ducts can be, you can end up uh. in a whole world of pain. Oh. So you have to be really yeah, careful. Yeah, insulated on the inside. Good. If I, it's just metal, you're in yeah. a great, great position. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of that around it, the Why would people insulate on the inside? That doesn't, that seems counterintuitive to me. Do you know, I haven't really thought about that. I understand insulating on the outside. Yes, absolutely. Maybe it's the idea that if you put the insulation on the inside, it doesn't heat or cool the ducting itself. Ah, That'll be it. It, so that you're... It's due to condensation. Right. That, I mean, literally, I'd never thought about yeah. that until now. It's due to condensation. If you imagine mm. when you turn off an AC, if you've got a cold uh, metal surface, at that point, it's going to pull water. Right. When it pulls water, then you turn on the AC again later on. You've got all that water that okay. is, gonna, is looking to go either in your fan motor if you're in the... Um, uh, in the return, or alternatively, uh, it's going to come out of the vent, which then goes down your wall, which we've all seen. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that that would be the logic. Um, anyone that's got a little bit of a brain will put a little bit of a, a, a U-bend in there or a slight uphill to avoid that <laughs> happening. But, you know, yeah. yeah. So if you've got that lining, you're in big trouble. Uh, no, you need well, to make sure that... Well, if is, you scrape it off, then you... Yeah, you just need to be very careful in the way uh, that you do that. And again, we have brushes specifically for that. So okay. the soft or hard brushes, so yeah. you, you can you can work with it. You just need to know what you're doing, which is the difference between, you know, ourselves, we've been using this for eight years, and the guys who bought it last week. Yeah. yeah. So very different scenario. Uh, and, you know, I started to wonder, you know, from back home and that, how... Because I was thinking of my own, you know, places I've lived back in North America where we have central heating. Yeah. And a lot of people get central air attached to that central heating. Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to remember how often I ever got... We ever had our ducting cleaned? I'm like, I'm thinking never. But also, it's it's the nut systems there. Like, um, have yeah. you seen the? Uh, so the, a lot of them are floor based, right? Yeah. And all that they are is is four planks of wood, which create the duct for you. <laughs> yeah. And then at that point, it's not even that smooth. So therefore, everything gets snagged on it. And you, you see the videos, and these aren't the crazy videos where it is just full of fluff. Yeah, like, totally full of fluff. <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't done this in ten years. <laughs> oh really? That doesn't show. <laughs> It's uh, it's quite something, isn't it? Yeah. The way that uh, the way that we are here, and but the difference is, if you imagine we're in such an extreme climate uh, that whereas in the, in the US in a lot of places you're talking one or two um, yeah. uh, furnaces or um, HVAC systems, here it's every single room and and, yeah. and, and yeah. quite a bit of kit. So yeah. a slightly different scenario, I think. 
we, we haven't talked in a while. We've had a little bit of break. We've had holidays. We've had this, that, and the other thing. When we left, four hours of work left on the shed. I'm down to two and a half. Two and a half hours left. I've done, I've done the front <laughs> side with all the beading. Yeah. Uh, and then I got called in for something, and then that was it. I was in deep trouble. I was just getting, and I was working my way through, and, and, and it was going actually remarkably well, apart from one piece I've messed up, which is just irritating. Can but, you fix it? Uh, I, I bought plenty of spares, knowing fully well this would happen. Yeah. So I just need because because this is a shed on the outside of your house, so you're going to see it all the time. Yeah. You yeah. walk the dogs. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically the the beading, which is an L section, um, an L section that uh, of wood, which is about an inch on on either side. But if you imagine, that's not a very stable wood. Uh, piece, so it's mm. actually quite hard, but it's also a bit brittle. Oh. So trying to get it to uh, to joint correctly is actually quite difficult. So I was kind of learning as I went along. So some of my early ones were not that great. So I need to go back over those. But yeah. but saying that the later ones, I was, I'm really happy with. See, so and that's the whole thing with DIY, is yeah. isn't it? I mean, you you just naturally get better by the time you get to the end of the job. Well, what I find is I, I always <laughs> way over order what I need. And um, and then that way, if yeah. I screw up a few along the way, I, I, I kind of know myself, uh, which is the first ones are not going to be pretty. And by the end of it, it's going to look just fine to go back over the previous stuff. Yeah. So uh, and the zinc nails worked out really well. Oh. So um, that's been that's been really is it, good. It's just it's like a zinc dip, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, they're dipped in zinc, and then that way, there's nothing worse. It drives me up the wall when you you see the um, uh, just a standard iron iron nail head that over the years has just put all the rust straight the way down yeah. the wood. I'm like, now with the with that. the zinc though, as you're you're hammering, and you know you finally hit mm. your nice little finish, aren't you going to be taking some of the zinc off and uh, no. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess it's probably anodized more, okay. than, uh, more than anything else, but not, right. that is not a known issue okay. upon my research anyway. <laughs> but again, um, the, the one issue is you could get that all galvanized is the other possibility. Yeah. But yeah. Again, I'm, I'm used to a lot of galvanized product. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for this one, because if you, uh, it's really easy to split the, uh, the cell ah. section. So I've used really, really tiny, um, uh, tiny, it's like, like two mil or something ridiculous. Uh-huh. Uh, so almost like a panel pin, um, okay. in effect, with a, with a big head. Well, you need, to you need an air gun it. for that. Yeah, I know, but you know, I've, I've then, got most of the equipment. I've got that'd the, be nice, nice little. Thin. I know, but then you, you buy too much equipment for the job, and you know, all the gear and no idea is not a good scenario for most people. Is all it? the gear and no idea? Yeah. I lo- that's a shirt. So that's a yeah. shirt. <laughs> so I tend to try and stick with the absolute minimum, which is yeah. very odd for a DIY type. Fella. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in shock actually. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I much prefer to go quite old school, and I love my hammer anyway. So I'll, I'll happily whack around with that um, without too many problems whatsoever. That could all be taken out of context. That could be taken <laughs> very out of context, and do it's all true. <laughs> uh, which which brings us nicely. So two hours left. Two hours left. Yeah. I, to be fair, once I've done those two hours, I know I'm going to look at some more bits and go. You know what? <laughs> Need to keep going. So, do you, do you have a timeline for when you're going to find these two hours? Do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely next few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we'll be fine. <laughs> no, he's I'm just, thinking you're waiting for the father-in-law to come back and do the final touches. I'll be waiting a long time. There's no way he's going to nails for a while. <laughs> 
I think it'll be it'll be one of those where there's just a lazy afternoon where something gets cancelled, yeah, okay. and that tends to be the way. Yeah. And then bless her, Natalie's got it all worked out. We've got these beers that look just like um, just like lemonade. It's amazing <laughs> containers, so I can sit there with my lemonade in the uh, in the garage, and um, I find it, it kind of helps as long as I'm not using power tools. <laughs> and just to uh, just to chill out, and I, I look at things for a very long time. I'd stand there. I mean, people walk past, walking their dog like, who is this freak? Because I've just stood there gazing at it, trying to work out which way am I really going to do this. But for me, that's therapy. Yeah, it's, um, I really, really enjoy it. It's great. Over the break, I put up a nice sale. Nice. Well done, you. And uh, it, it, there was a small problem, of course. Oh, it always is. Because I, I had a plan. Yes. And the plan was brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant plan. Because I have... Uh, uh, a shade, what do you call those? An awning yeah. that, that comes out. Well, this yes. awning's about 15. We, we right, talked about yeah, this. We 15 year old awning. Yes. And it's, I just need to put a new awning thing on it. And then yes. I just thought, but if I put a shade up, a sail up, I'm going to get better coverage. Okay. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'll go get, go get the sail. So I went over to Speed X. Mm-hmm. Here we go. And I'm looking and I, I'd done you the did buy Cool Roo, didn't you? Oh, yes. Oh, thank oh, God. God. No, they had another yeah. brand, but yeah, I said, no, 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 Cool no, Roo. No, no, no. I, no. I listen to the podcast. Good. Me too, bizarre. Well, and I did ask the guys, do you have, because I was then looking at the Coolaroo, yeah. and I, I did get a, a home version. I, I did say to them, do you got the industrial version? Because they got a better warranty, not that I'm worried that I'm going to you know, yeah. use this warranty. but mm. I, the, the, I've never had a Coolaroo product no. that I've needed any kind of warranty on. Exactly. I've, I've got some that are 10 years old. So I get the, I get the shade. I get the sale. And I, I planned a three-meter span because I've got my wonderful awning that has hooks on it. Oh, no, that's never going to work. Oh, no, no. And I did the measurements and everything, and it didn't work. No. no. So, what you got, you got a three-meter to go into a three-meter space. Yeah. So, you've got no tension space. Yeah, it didn't work. No, I'm yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, I could okay. have told you. Yeah, I know. I know, I figured. It's, yeah. one of these, it's one of these scenarios where you need the tension, and you're yeah. naturally going to pull it out of shape as you tension yeah. effectively. Yeah. And what, what you also find is I kind of like having lots of, um, cable along the way yeah. uh, to to help tension effectively, right. and then at that point, especially with cable, so we've got we've got uh, maybe six now triangular that are used at all different heights under the kind of play area for the kids outside, and uh, I've got my boys to do it. I know it's easy for me and all the rest yeah. of it, but uh, previously we were using ropes for so, so, a lot of it. So I listened to so we're uh, putting on pause for a second mm. because uh, having listened to the conversations, yes. I'm. I what I've done is I have used rope actually temporarily, yep. but it's it's good quality climbing rope. So we're, we're in, but temporarily because I want to just make sure this is where I want it to be. Yes, exactly. That's a good idea. And get a feel for it, yep. and then I'm going to replace the ropes with. But the other nice thing is, if you've got it tensioned correctly, it makes it a lot easier when assuming that you're prepared to sacrifice the rope to then yeah. put the uh, the cable in. Get it tension to that level and cut the rope, and that way you 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 you're home there we free. Go. It works really yeah. well. So I got yeah. There we go. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, I definitely I definitely think it's it, it's nice. The problem is, I mean, I've got both as you as you yeah. all know, and um, I really do like a canopy. You know, it's yeah. there's something about a canopy that's pretty cool. And your yeah. one has this awesome mechanism that's yeah. been, that's just it's it's not old, it's yeah. classic, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, so I I left it in place. I didn't oh, take it good. down. Oh, oh no, because my wife said, "Oh, you're going to take it down." I said, "You know what? Let's just leave it." Yeah, because I, I I'm I'm going to source what it costs to just get a new 
thing put on, which I'm thinking yeah. is not going to be that much. No, I don't think it will be either. And because they, they can do that locally. It's yeah. not something they have to order in. They can yeah. physically make it locally. Exactly. So, um, so w- in terms of the cell shade, have you got a workaround? Because you said it didn't fit the space. Oh, yeah. So what I did is it comes up to my balcony. Okay. And there's these two big pillars. Yeah. So, again, I've used a, a tying system that comes off of. Strapped it. Yeah, I've strapped it. Right, and it okay. looks it looks actually great. You don't even notice actually. Ooh, That's okay. the, so it just it just works and because of the the length of things and and again it's it's a temporary fix. Yeah, but it'll work. But for you know I just want to make sure it's where I want it, how I yes. want it. It's been there now for you know a couple of weeks. Cool. I'm going I think this works. Now we'll we'll do a better uh, attachment, but the attachment works. So. I find with cell shades they tend to work a lot better if you have difference in elevation. Right. So the way that you've got it there sounds really logical. So yeah. you know to, um, back end high. Yeah. The other one that's nice is um, I find that if you c- if you can get like a difference laterally as well, then it, it makes it a bit more of an interesting structure. Mm, right. Uh, otherwise, you know, top high and, and and bottom low is better than all at the same height. But yeah. if you can get that that variation, he says, moving yeah. the mic, very clever. <laughs> well, one, that's and, and that, I've been looking at that because now the now the problem I've got is different times of the year the way the sun's rising and setting changes the effectiveness of the shading yes and either i need to get another one maybe a triangular one now and make it a nice little beauty piece but also grab the more shade yeah or change the angle a little bit which i could do I'll send you the images of um, of what, what, what we did with oh, ours. I can't wait to do that, it yeah. was it was all down to Natalie. In truth, okay, um, my job was simple. She's quite is, the designer, Natalie. Yeah. Oh, she. Well, you know that's her background. She's, no, I didn't know. Yeah, she's a fashion designer. Okay. Um, but uh, so my job was Albert. You got everything you need. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hand you over to Natalie, then. <laughs> and then she actually worked out how they were all going to go, and she's utterly aced it. I mean, it's absolutely okay. stunning around there. And again, if you imagine the whole job, so six sail shades. Yeah, I didn't have to pay for labour. My labour cost would have been around probably the six hundred dirham mark, okay. and uh, I used uh, three meter by three meter triangle uh, triangular wonderful coolaroos, uh, which were. I mean, I got a bit of discount on that as well. Now I know Mister Speedex, but I reckon I would have been all in probably at sixteen sixteen hundred for that area. Okay. Which considering yeah, it's six really six shades, yeah. it's uh, that's quite something. And so, and you know the the coolaroo. Out of Australia. Yeah. These are tried and true. Oh, yeah. They're really, really good. You know what, you know what sold me on the Coolaroo? I mean, aside, mm. your statement where you had Coolaroos that you were no longer using. Yeah. You've had them for years, and you pass them on to someone. I said well, they haven't degraded. Yeah, I said there we go. No, absolutely. They're, they're I don't absolutely know what material right. what this material is. It's it's. Well, if you imagine how UV stable it has to be yeah. to do ten years without any degradation. Yeah. And still look good. That's what I was thinking. It's quite something. It really I, is. I just thought. That so, uh, yeah, Coolery all the way. I mean, I, there just isn't a secondary brand. A little bit of wind in there. It kind of moves it a little bit, but not much. I yeah. like it. I like it. They're, they're alive. As my sons were looking, they go, you know what? This is, they're, they're perfect. It's alive. Yeah. Well, that's the important thing, isn't it? And I made it through rain and wind and nothing. Is it this? Because you sent me a message saying you need a new drill. Was it this that killed your drill? Uh, oh, so, no, but you, yeah, no, did you drill it? Yeah, so, well, yes, because one. Of, this is the thing. When I got the three-meter thing hooked up, and remember I said, do you think I could hook it into a tree? Ah, uh, yes. Well, I did, but uh, only one of the trees works. Okay. No, it works actually really well. Does it? Oh, yeah, yeah. The trees naturally would have movement. I mean, you'd lose. Yeah, that's a big trunk tree. This tree does not move. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I've trimmed these trees over the years. So, no, there's a big piece. It doesn't move. Okay. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. 
big overspect. I uh, always overspect. Oh, it's way overspect. Oh, I love <laughs> overspecting. <laughs> so that's a, so. Then I, I get it all up in place, and I'm looking. I'm thinking, okay, well, the measurement of where the trees were was not something that I did really well. Okay, one of the trees, perfect. Yeah, the other tree that I thought, yeah, that's where I'm going to hook this thing. Not so perfect. See, this is that's kind of normal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely legendary for, <laughs> for just working out as we go along. You know, it drives Natalie crazy. So I have a, a boundary wall beside the hot tub. Yeah, of course. And so I, I have it hanging there, and I'm, I'm going, look at my wife, I'm going, you know what? Mm. We're going to put the, the other joint, the other connector yeah. on the top of the boundary wall. So that's where I went and got the drill out. And I'm drilling away with my hammer drill. Yeah. And perfectly sized... Um, anchor in there, everything. I mean, I, I did it all right. Great. Well on you. And as I'm using this hammer drill, I'm up on the ladder. I've got it all done. I've got boots mm. on. I've got, got, I had my, we will fix it safety construction cap on. Excellent. I wear, I'm doing it. And then I'm, I'm literally just finished, just down to where it needs to be. Yeah. And I, I, you know, you get the concrete dust everywhere. Yes. Yeah. There's way more dust than just concrete dust at this point. I'm going, Ooh. I'm going, oh, oh, I think the motor is <laughs> smoking. Uh, <laughs> and you know that smell of yeah, burning absolutely. plastic? Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. this drill's done. Yeah. But fortunately, you were there. I, w- I was there and I was Ooh. just like, that's exactly what I said. And then I, I was going, oh, now I don't have a drill. Yeah. Now I'm drillless. See, this is an interesting one as well because um, there are drills out there that you can buy for 3,000, 4,000 dirhams. Yeah. I've seen those. There's just no need. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally lost by it. I really, really am. Because you can get... Actually, I sent over to you the one that I use. And I use a Black & Decker 710 uh, watt, which uh, I've had for... Mm, I've probably had it for three years now. Okay. But it's a really odd one because the, the standard 710, even their 800s, are around the... Uh, 199 to 250 mark. Uh-huh. If you spend an extra 50 dirhams on the one that I've got, you've got a metal gearbox. And that oh, metal no, gearbox is a whole a different difference. world. Well, it means it howls like a banshee. You've never heard anything <laughs> like it. it is, it's kind of, it's scary when you're using it in like a <laughs> kind of way. It is really loud. Everyone knows you're using the drill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I literally, I, I have to tell the whole house beforehand, <laughs> even if I'm miles away. But it, it will go through anything. It's absolutely See, brilliant, and it's been totally and utterly reliable with a brilliant hammer action, because that's the other thing. If you're working on a nylon yeah. hammer action, it doesn't really give it the same yeah, uh, yeah. hammer effect that you need. So, I mean, for me, this is just the absolute billy bargain. You know, it's got, oh, it's got complete variable speed as well, either on a oh, dial really? or on your yeah, finger. Yeah, okay. So it, it's just, it's great. Oh, and the laser gauge as well, because everybody needs a laser, a laser gauge. gauge. Yeah, yeah. Do you use that laser gauge? No, uh, <laughs> absolutely not. That's for rank amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, no, I, I, I will happily just go for it. And, yeah. uh, you know, if it's a bit skew if I'll work around it at a later stage. Is that what the laser gauge so, is supposed to do? Help you keep it straight? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, supposed okay. to give you like a crosshair to give you oh, okay. an idea of where you're supposed to yeah. be, um, supposed to be headed. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, well, anyway, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, I've sent you the link on that one and, um, and see where we go from there, which is good. So it's uh, so there we go. We're we're sorted on that, and we've um, uh, oh that's that, there's one other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Yes, because you've got a home gym. Yes, I have. Did you do a room conversion for that? No, or- absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely nothing apart from nothing? put the equipment in there. It would have been very very easy to put in uh, rubber mats and. Oh, to- that's what I was thinking. Rubber yeah. mats, change the painting on the walls so that you've got no no no. 
Yeah. Uh, simple reason, which is <laughs> I know how dedicated we are to our exercise. <laughs> And on that basis, I was giving it about three weeks at that point. And are you, but are you still exercising? Uh, well, we are, but outdoor at the moment. Right. So uh, Natalie and I are both kind of on it at the moment, and oh, okay. I'm consistent. Uh-huh. She's dramatic. So I'm absolutely solid every day at just over 10,000 steps. You yes. know, I, I creep over the top of it, which is, that was the figure I was always given us. Look, yeah, yeah. if you're going to be lazy, if you're not going to be a committed athlete, do 10,000 at least. Right. So that's where I'm at. Um, but I do that every single day without fail. Do you track heart rate and all that kind of stuff to see if you're getting uh, I've heart got rate? It, I've got it, but I, I don't really spend much time on it, if I'm honest, because it's all about, I, I need to do it for, from either the dog walks or right. rather than, it's not, it's stuff that needs doing for me rather than actually getting time to go and just exercise. So, so my, my problem with the dog walking is when I take my dog out for a walk, he doesn't want to walk because he's now so used to us going for a jog Oh, wow. That if I go out walking the dog, in fact, I got a great story for you. I'll share that in a second. But if I go out just for a walk with the dog, he's looking at me and he's pulling on the leash. He's going, what are we doing? Oh, like, what is this? My two boys. So we got the dog, Brando. Yeah. He's, he's, he's clocking in at 55 kgs. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's flipping huge. Baby yeah. was not a small dog and he was 28. Yeah. 55 kg. And he's not fat. It's jiving. So both of my boys, so I say to the boys, I say, uh, so I, I typically run them in the morning and then I scooter them in the afternoon. Nice. And they're going, so my one what son's- you slay him in the evening? <laughs> so, so you literally have, he's got the harness on him and I've got the leash on my hand, but you don't just have it through your hand and hold on. You got to wrap it around your hand once because you need to have- Sounds like a rocket. You need to have purchase. Wow. And so then you're holding on to the scooter and he's going. <laughs> and so my first, son, my, my oldest son took him out on the scooter and uh, I, I gave him complete instructions. I said, look, this is, you got to be aware that he's car bumper height and he's looking for cats. Oh God. So he, said, on scooter. <laughs> so he said, and they believed me, but only a, a little bit until oh, he's man. out on the scooter. And then the dog did a, did a dart but he wasn't in front of the scooter. He was behind the scooter. And, oh, oh yeah. And so then they, you know, my, my, my youngest mm. would go out with the oldest walking the dog. And, and they all said, do you want to walk the dog? And he's going, I'm not walking that dog. <laughs> <laughs> but my he, oldest, he's defective. My, my oldest came back on the, the second to last day that he was here. And he said, I'm not walking your dog anymore. He comes back and he's, look at my hand. He's, he's got blisters <laughs> around where the dog leash was pulling for a couple kilometers on his head. He says, this dog's an, a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Just how we like it. <laughs> he, he said, I think my shoulder's sore. <laughs> Ours just can't walk in a straight line. That's oh, okay. the problem that we've got. Ah. You've got Rolo who basically wants to sniff everything oh. and, and mark it. <laughs> and then uh, Paddington is just, wants to pull, and he's birds as well. He's, that's the ones yeah. that he really goes for. But they don't really have any coordination. Mm. And quite often, Paddington headbutts Rolo. <laughs> and Rolo's like, what are you doing? You can see him. And you know exactly what his thought process is. Yeah. What are you doing, you absolute <laughs> fool? <laughs> So it's it's always a battle. I mean, so much so that that's the, Natalie doesn't really okay. enjoy the the walk of both of them. My, my wife is not walking the dog. Yeah. She just said she's given up. She said, "You know what? You walk the dog." Yeah. So well, the I'm days days when I'm back, Natalie will go off, and but she'll bash out eighteen to twenty thousand straight wow, off the bat. Wow, that's nice. 
Yeah, it is. But then, the, you know, the, when I'm working, because she won't take her dogs out, she isn't able to do that much. So she yeah. has these massive peaks, and I have mm. that consistency. Yeah. And um, each of us takes the absolute liberties with the other one with their style. <laughs> oh, you're never, never going to get to 20,000. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I do 10,000 every single day. So I've still got a weekly total higher than you. So it's um, it's one of those which is all part of our, our yeah. never-ending competition. Strangest thing in my backyard these days. I've got this tree. I don't know what kind of tree it is. Whatever, whatever it is, this tree just grows. Right. And every afternoon, a rooster flies into the tree to ter- torment the dog. Okay. A literal rooster. How's that not been lunch? <laughs> well, because the rooster is so far smart enough to not come down on the tree or jump into the yard. But the dog does wait under the tree every time. Oh, and I he- think I'd have to help with that process. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to. <laughs> and I've, I've gone and like, you know, and I've shake, you know, give the tree a little shake, but yeah, not yeah. because I want the thing to come in the yard, just to just get out of here. Yeah. But no, it, it seems to have it sorted so far. But you the dog is, the borrow, dog is waiting. You need to borrow a cat, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You're not coming down? We're coming yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> that is the fun one, isn't it? Oh, man. Definitely. You know, this was a lot of fun today. Cool, I always enjoy it. Yeah. Lovely and, to be here. And I gotta say, we, we really did the list. I'm I'm really impressed. Pretty much, didn't we? Yeah. Got a little bit more to do. We will catch that up next time. Essential maintenance, we will fix it Dubai. Colin Thomas. Also, are we still hearing you on Dubai Eye? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> no, been there, done that, got the t shirt. Move on. <laughs> this is this is where I belong. This is our we're, we're podcast a podcast sensation talking DIY and on YouTube. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Talk to you again soon. Sounds good.